Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from sunny Escazú, Costa Rica, where the birds are chirping on this day, March 20th, a Sunday, in the year 2022. And happy equinox, wherever you are, whether it's the autumn equinox or the spring equinox, happy equinox. And you should know that the March equinox always coincides with the beginning of the zodiac. So today we start the zodiac all over again, as we do every year at this time. And the sign of Aries is where the sun is positioned now, and it entered Aries earlier today in this region of the world. And it is the beginning of the zodiac. Aries is the first sign. Aries is fire. It is cardinal. They like to initiate. They like to start things. They like to inspire. They like to be first. Aries is ruled by Mars, and Aries loves to be fiery, be um, assertive, be confident. And here we are starting something with fire now. Now, if you all have been following the Golden Astrologer podcast and perhaps my Instagrams as well, you have heard me say that there's been no fire. And this is complicated because we like a balance of the elements, okay? And really, the 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 air signs are represented for sure because we've got three planets in Aquarius and one uh, asteroid there, Vesta. And I've been following Vesta because she was connected to Venus and Mars, but typically I don't do asteroids. Um, And then we have three planets in water, which is Mercury, Jupiter, and Neptune. And then we have Earth with Uranus in Taurus and Pluto and Capricorn, and they're not going anywhere anytime soon. They're just going to stay where they are. And the moon is in Scorpio today, which is also water, but, you know, in a couple days it'll be in Sag, which is more fire, thankfully. Anyway... It's nice to have a balance of the elements. This is the first time we've had a planet go into fire and stay there for a while, probably since a planet was in Sagittarius a few months back. And so now we start Aries and the sun is there and the sun is what we call exalted in Aries. And this is um, a place where the sun really can shine and expand and be its... Uh, self, you know, and it Aries is about the self. And it is so important to be aware of how we express self while in fire. And one of the things that's so important about fire is it gets us motivated, and it gets us moving, and it gets us to exercise and walk and work out and swim and do all the things that get our bodies moving, dance, you know, trampoline, whatever. Um, it, it gets us moving and it also gets us motivated. So in our life, we're moving too, as well as in our physical body, but it's important for the, the physicality of us to be able to move now too. And, you know, it's an interesting thing because, you know, it's very, very clear that, you know, the Pisces energy that we just finished is almost a hibernation kind of energy. And, 
you know, in the north, I'm from the north, so I understand like the end of winter, the beginning of spring and that hibernation sense. And then you're waiting and waiting for that moment and you can't stand one more ounce of winter, even though sometimes it snows in March and April up north. Um, but, you know, there is the sign where the crocuses start p- peeking their little heads out of the dirt. And this is this is Aries, the energy it takes to push up through the earth, okay? The earth is Taurus, but we're not there yet. It, it's, it's the energy of the plant coming up, sprouting. You know, that sprout that comes up is very Aries. It's like shooting its head up, okay? And that's what Aries is about, that energy of exertion of pushing forward and pushing out. And... And like, it's a birth, it's a rebirth. It's, it is the new day and the new sign and the new Zodiac. We are starting all over again. Okay. And you can hear the birds chirping here and they are calling in the rainy season. And even though it doesn't really start till sometimes in April, they already are sensing the time that it is to bring in you know, the next portion of the year here, even though we don't do spring, summer, fall, autumn, you know, all that, we don't do that. Um, but it is so important to recognize the energy of Aries and recognize how it presents itself in the world to us every day and, you know, in this month. And, you know, it is it is a very Marsy energy. It's the, it's the wind blowing the, the seeds so they land someplace, so they, they sprout up in Taurus as well. But that, that first flower that sticks its head out of the earth, remember last week I said people told me that the, the daffodils were blooming in Central Park, so that was important. Anyway, um, so that's like we're in Aries now, so you know we've got fire in the sky, and it's important to have that element. You know, Chiron is in Aries for years, but it's a different thing. It's a comet. It's not a major planet. It's not the sun the sun that shines, the sun that is the life force, the sun that gives us that experience of fire. Sun is fiery. You know, it does rule Leo, which is another fire sign, but it's fire. It's that fire, you know, that the fire, the spark of life. Okay. So just as when you think everything is just sort of, you know, the dead of winter, it's the spark of life. Okay. Aries. And so then we have, and I can say that this is happening already, even though the exactitude isn't going to happen until 2.06 a.m. Eastern time, is that Mercury is with Jupiter. And this is very exciting. Um, they're in Pisces. Mercury is in Pisces, but they are conjunct in Pisces. Now, Pisces is about feeling, and Mercury is about thinking. And Mercury is not at its favorite sign in Pisces because one of its favorite signs is Virgo, which is the opposite of Pisces. And so it's really important to recognize that Mercury, while it's not at its best in Pisces, it still offers us some solutions and things that we need to pay attention to. And Pisces about is about feeling. Pisces is about sensitivity. Pisces is about water and, you know, the emotions. And Mercury is about thinking. And it isn't about really, um, you know, analyzing in Pisces. It's about using your intuition. And the other thing that I have said before, and you hear me say this all the time, is that Mercury in Pisces is more about listening. Listening to your intuition. Listening for intuition. Listening, you know, what's Pisces? It's the ocean. It's the tides. It's the water. It's the, you know, it's the feelings. But listening 
deeply listening because that's what Mercury and Pisces should be doing. It shouldn't be all up in thoughts and ideas and communications and, and analysis. It's not going to express itself well there, you know, at this point because of Pisces. It needs that sense of just stepping back and getting quiet. And it can do that in an enhanced, expansive way when it is with Jupiter, you know? So this is a very sensitive, sensing area for Mercury and Jupiter. Now, you could be getting good news. Uh, you could get a nice, happy phone call from someone who is positive and supportive. You could get, you know, your refund check for your taxes. <laughs> Just because it's, you know, it's good news, right? Um, you can tap into issue intuition very easily and very succinctly you know um mercury is very specific but when it's dealing with jupiter um it's it's like a better mood you know it's it's very it's very much about it's always going to be about details but when you get into things like intuition and insight this is where insight is really available to you so listen deep listening don't take this as something where you need to figure something out shut your brain off tune in and sense it and you know listening is a sense hearing is one of the five senses you know if you are sensing and not doing it's going to help you understand where the next step is you know sometimes we have to sense into that so that's really important um so i like to listen carefully when mercury's in pisces and all i'm hearing are birds chirping so i think that's a good sign i think when birds are speaking and they're happy and they're calling to one another and maybe they're mating and they're calling in nature this is a really important thing to listen to listen to the sounds of nature and nature is you know where we open our hearts nature is where we sense and we feel you can like if you have property you can walk on it and feel that maybe this the season's changing you feel the wind you look at the position of the sun in the sky and you feel the breeze and you hear the birds and you watch the trees and this is this is all part of sensing and listening because nature needs to be listened to nature needs to be heard so that's something that's um, important for us all to do right now especially while we are still um, dealing with planets in Pisces you know yes the sun is in Aries but Mercury is still talking to Jupiter and they have big plans so you know the other thing is to watch your grandiose ideas when <laughs> And Mercury goes with Jupiter. Hey, let's drive cross country. It's a big idea. Well, maybe not right now, okay? So um, maybe it's still snowing in places you don't want to drive in that. Um, anyway, um, you know, listen to what's available and pay attention. And whenever Mercury gets involved with another planet, that's not like, you know, Venus, Mars, whatever. It, it's like a planet further on out, like Jupiter it's important to pay attention to what they are saying to one another. Maybe Jupiter's giving you confidence. Maybe Jupiter's saying, hey, that's a good idea. Do that. That's fun. Let's, let's try it. That's, that's great. So that's something that's really 
significant right now. And they only do this, you know, Mercury's not going retrograde here, so it's only meeting with Jupiter this one time. And and then, you know, um, on Wednesday, I mean, this is it. Like, it's tonight and early, the wee hours tomorrow. So it's still close. But, but the other thing is that Jupiter is not that far from Neptune. And they are getting close. Remember, they're going to conjunct. And there's going to be this beautiful conjunction between Jupiter, Neptune, and Venus in April. But we're not there yet. But Jupiter is at 18 degrees and Neptune is at 23, and that's only five degrees apart. So I call that a conjunction. That is a conjunction, and as Jupiter moves these next couple days, it's going to conjunct Neptune more and more, and it's going to connect with Neptune. Jupiter's not that fast. It's not like Mercury, where it's going to zip by all of this, okay? Mercury is then, you know, it's conjunct Jupiter, but in two days, it's going to conjunct Neptune. So that means they're close, okay? So that means that Jupiter and Mercury and Neptune are really connected to one another. So this is information from spirit for certain, okay? And Mercury and Neptune are con conjunct 1.44 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday, the 23rd, and they are in Pisces as well. So this is more information from spirit. So I think of this, you know, remember last week I said the sun was moving from Jupiter to Neptune? Now it's Mercury with only a couple of days. Mercury is a faster planet than, than the sun. Mercury moves faster. But um, it does uh, indicate that Jupiter and, Mer and Neptune have gotten closer together. They've gotten close. So what we're looking at is now Mercury is moving between Jupiter and Neptune. This is all about insight. It's all about intuition. It's all about faith and spirit. And where do you need to have faith and trust right now? So listening for messages, trust that nature speaks. Nature doesn't lie, okay? Nature doesn't lie. Your intuition doesn't lie. It's like, but you have to like know that it's a knowing. It's a, it's a sense knowing. You don't go, eh, I thought of that. Is that my, if you have to question if it's intuition, it's probably not, <laughs> or your mind is interfering with what is intuition and your intuition saying, would you just listen? Listen, get quiet and have faith and listen to the messages you're getting and listen to this nature that's happening in the background. So tune in to spirit and tune into your soul and what what it's saying to you, okay? So that's very, very important information. Very important to continue to listen as the week progresses. And as it, you know, Mercury moves, it's going to keep going. The rest of the week, it'll be in Pisces. And next Sunday, when we meet again, it will already be in Aries. So appreciate where Mercury is right now, because Mercury is really moving between that expansive Jupiter and that tuned-in Neptune. And it's all about faith, intuition, spirit, and listening. And listening to your guides. Okay, everybody has guides. So everyone should be tapping in and tuning in to what spirit is telling them. So these are, this is an important part of the week. This is a very important part. And, you know, Mercury is going to stay in Pisces, going to move off Neptune and keep going. And then eventually in the wee hours, Sunday, Eastern time, it will move into Aries. But we have a week left of Mercury in Pisces. And then another planet will be in fire, which is good. You know, that's two planets in fire, a little less water. And then we're, we're, eventually going to have more balance in in the planetary elements you know the planets in elements 
So the next thing we want to look at is Tuesday because Mars and Uranus are squaring. And now you remember that yesterday Venus and Uranus were squaring. And as you know, as I've been talking about, Mars and Venus are very close together. So it was inevitable that Venus was going to make a square to Uranus and then Mars was going to make a square to Uranus. So what's happening is that you know, they're following close together, the two planets. And whatever you may have experienced. Now, remember I told you about three weeks ago, Mercury squared Uranus, that Mercury was going to make a nice soft aspect to Uranus in the past week. And then what happened was that um, Venus was going to go talk to Uranus too. And now Mars is going to talk to Uranus. Now, the thing about Uranus is it's in Taurus, and it's an excitable planet. It's a chaotic planet. It's a planet of the unexpected. It's a planet of sort of a little bit wobbly, you know, if, with Mars with Mars squaring it. Basically what you're getting is a warning to not lose your temper and a warning to not, you know, act rashly or even like get up out of bed too fast, you know, because Mars and Uranus, it can be like a, a weird jerking movement. <laughs> and then you're like, what did I just do? Did I throw out my back? And and Uranus is like a little, it's just, it's too much energy. It's like a big funnel of energy, you know? It's electrical. It's like a zap. It's information coming out of nowhere. And then you can say, well, Mars is a little bit provocative. You know, it, it pokes or it's agitating or it's assertive. Sometimes it's aggressive. When it squares Uranus, there's a lot more energy going on, like like in a way that is slightly explosive. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, a car bomb is going to go off in your neighborhood. It means that each of us needs to be aware of this uh, tendency to maybe be abrupt or our temper flies off the handle. Be very careful with your temper and be reasonable before you say things or you do things or, you know, try to avoid road rage. I always tell people to avoid road rage when Mars is squaring Uranus. And it's complicated because Mars is, you know, it lights the fire. It's the, the thing that lights the match, you know, and it's an Aquarius, which is Uranus is a sign and a little bit of an abrupt sign. So again, like there's a there's a reaction in this. There's a don't so try not to react. Think before you react. You know, Aquarius is an air sign and Mars is in Aquarius and Uranus is in Taurus and they are in what we call a challenging relationship to one another, Mars and Uranus. And if you have a Mars Uranus in your chart, if you live with that and you know you live with that, then this is going to resonate to you. You're going to feel this. And just be very self-aware in your life every day. Now, already Mars is getting close to Uranus. You know, they're not, they're not quite yet, but Mars is at 10, almost just about 11, and Uranus is at 12. So they're really um, already talking to one another. So watch your temper and temper your thoughts. You know, make sure that you don't get um, out of hand or say something that you might remember Aquarius is an air sign. It's not Mercury that's involved, but Aquarius is an air sign. Don't say something that you'll regret later. So just, it it's a kind of 
daredevil aspect, but at the same time, you know, don't allow yourself to be pushed either. If, if someone's pushing you into something that you don't want to do, just make sure you're, you sort of step back and regroup and listen. Remember, we're listening this week and, and make sure that you don't allow yourself to get all up in arms over something that, you know, might be frivolous. It can be, like I said, Mars is the match. And it it does rule Aries, so now we're now we're now in Aries, so it's it's a little more hot. So just don't let anything heated explode in your face in these next few days, and do be careful with things that are explosive. You know, um, like I said, it doesn't mean that necessarily, literally, concretely, but when we start to think about how the many ways of Mars and Uranus expressing themselves, it could be that it's somewhat heated. Okay, so pay attention. Pay attention to what's happening in your life. And if you feel agitated or antsy in any way, um, and it feels like you listen to yourself, if you need to take some action, okay, take some action. But if you feel agitated or antsy in any way, um, you know, I would recommend getting some exercise, going for a walk, go jogging, um, do some stretching, do some, do exercise, do things that are really moving. Again, it's moving the body, moving energy. Mars is, Mars is a movement planet. We like to move, okay? So that's something, um, you know, to be paying attention to. Um, okay. Then we are still dealing with Miss Venus, who is in between Mars and Saturn, all right? Now, Mars and Saturn are bracketing Venus, and I talked about this last week. And I think people are finding it hard, and I've heard hard stories from people this past week, and I think it is um, not easy with Venus approaching Saturn. She's not going to get to Saturn quite yet. She will get there on the 28th in the middle of the afternoon, and that's Monday. It's a week from tomorrow. The, at 3.27 p.m. Eastern Time. So Mars and, v and Saturn are surrounding Venus, and once Venus moves past Saturn next Monday, the 28th, at you know, 3.30 in the afternoon Eastern Time, then we can start to breathe. Then we, Venus is now free of this bracket, and she's starting to move away from Mars, and she is then starting to get closer to going into Pisces, which she does in early part of April, but we're not there yet. We're only at the 20th of March, okay? So we know what's coming up in the next few weeks, but so what you have to be aware of with Venus and Saturn is that, you know, Saturn puts restrictions and rules and, and disciplines and duties and things like that on Venus. And, you know, um, it's not... It's not the friendliest, warmest, fuzziest aspect when Venus goes to Saturn. And now she's really, like, moving towards that Saturn. You know, we have, like I said, another week. But, you know, she's still in between Mars and Saturn. And we want to make use of this in the best way possible. So we want to use discernment. We want to use um, real loyalty in some ways. Um, it's all in Aquarius. So there's friendships and there's groups and communities. And so 
we want to use these things like discernment and because Saturn is discerning and we want to use things that are focused and you want to remember your commitments to community and to friends and if they are working out or not Saturn and Venus often say you know what I'm done with this it's the often endings and it doesn't mean it has to be an ending it can be an ending like you're done okay I'm done with this I need to move forward I need to move forward and I need to do you know something different than this group of friends or group community or whatever or this wherever it falls in your chart you know and it's important to recognize when something is over when certain things are over um but Saturn can also make you recommit to something. Saturn can also make you say, you know what, I'm committing to this new relationship and we're making a commitment or I'm recommitting myself to um, the work I started a few months ago or whatever you need to make a commitment to. And that's important. But Venus is, Venus is really in a bit of a bind right now and she's not feeling great. So... I've heard lots of stories, as I told you, um, from, you know, people I live with and stuff. And it's, it's been, you know, and there's also disappointment. There's also disappointment. So it's like, yes, it's been disappointing for some. And you also see things with a new eye with Saturn. It's like, and try, you know, it's really hard right now not to be critical. And it was hard last week with that Virgo full moon to not be critical too, especially when it was gearing up to like oppose all those planets in Pisces, right? Yeah, it's it's hard to not get all, you know, pointing a finger. And the moon is going to go into Aquarius next Saturday, the 26th, so it's going to be there for Venus when, you know, it's going to be the moon and Venus like leaving Saturn at the same day on the 28th the moon is going to conjunct venus on the 28th and then it's going to conjunct saturn and then venus is going to conjunct saturn so that's a big ball of energy of sensitive energy touching uh, a planet that can be a little cold so it's important to recognize um where you might be hard on people don't be hard on people and if someone's being hard on you now if someone's being hard on you then we can say you are generally being hard on yourself. Anything that involves you being hard on people or them being hard on you or critical or anything like that, that can be Saturn. And you have to be aware of <laughs> how you are being hard on others or judgmental because you're really doing that to yourself first. And it's always, it starts with us. It always starts with us. So the most important thing to think about in this, or sense, really sense, not so much think, even though it's an Aquarius, um, is to really be aware and self-aware of your own self-criticisms. You know, it's not necessary to be critical. So it's important, it's important to pay attention to the Venus-Saturn Think of it as in commitment, discernment, loyalty, hard work, something. And hopefully nobody's feelings get hurt. Okay, somewhere somebody's feelings are going to get hurt somewhere in the world because feelings get hurt all the time. But try to be aware of this so that you are not hurting people's feelings and they're not hurting you. So don't throw heavy words at people. Try to be a little more concrete and um, discerning. 
again, discerning. And then once we get Venus past Saturn, I think things are going to lighten up for Venus. She won't be retrograde anymore. She won't be messing around with Pluto. She won't be trudging along with Mars. And, you know, for some people, the Venus-Mars has been irritating. <laughs> it wasn't this, like, delicious, passionate, you know, experience necessarily. It's been a bit hard. And, you know, it's been... You know, she was in theory. Capricorn and Aquarius aren't necessarily warm and fuzzy. When Venus gets into Pisces, she's exalted, and then we can expect a little more warm and fuzzy. But she's not going to be too close to Mars by that time. She'll be passing along. Um, so, and remember, since Venus is not that far away from Saturn, because she'll be doing that next week, then eventually Mars is going to get entangled with Saturn about a week later. So you could see that Venus and Mars are separating. Remember, Venus squared Uranus yesterday. Mars will square Uranus on Tuesday. So that's only a couple days apart. Then we start to see them also make aspects like Venus will conjunct Saturn, and then a week later Mars will conjunct Saturn. So we can see that they're getting further apart. And we can officially say that Venus and Mars are starting to really separate. And so don't fret if you didn't have a wild, passionate time. Um, maybe that's not what this energy was for for you. Maybe for some people it was, and for others it's been, like I said, an irritant. Like people have had, you know, complicated arrangements in groups and communities. And, and um, I have, you know, people... Uh, like generally saying, hey, what's going on? You know, this is this feels hard. Why is it so hard? And why has it been hard for months? Yeah, well, this is one of the reasons why it's been hard for months. I think um, it's important for Venus to like trudge on over to Pisces and be where she's exalted and start to feel better. Now, I wrote a post on Instagram uh, yesterday or so, and I it was no, it was it was Friday. It was Friday, and I wrote all about Venus and Saturn and how we feel in our relationships. And you know, Saturn is like the taskmaster. And I made a point, and if you haven't seen Instagram, you can go look, or maybe you're not on Instagram, but I'll tell you now, that it's important to not let others tell you what to do in your relationships. And a lot of times, um, we seek opinions of others, and with Saturn so close to Venus, we, we start to feel insecure in our relationships and then we start saying, what do you think? What do you do? And, you know, that's one thing. If you're asking for help, you have to be willing to listen to what someone says. But what I was really trying to talk about was the fact that people, for some reason, like to tell you what to do with your love life. And I don't know why that is. I don't know why everyone thinks that they are a romantic expert and they should be telling each other what to do in their love life. And I think it's unfair. Um, I find that in Costa Rica here, it's lovely. People don't do that so much. And even if you ask opinion, people people are not really, like at least the people I know. I don't know about anybody else, but the people I know, no one does that to anyone. I found it more back in the old days before I moved here. And people are not interested um, to get pressured by somebody else about their relationships. No one wants to be told what to do or say shoulds. Saturn is a should planet, okay? So if you, during the Venus-Saturn, feel that someone is shoulding you, um, don't take it. Don't take it. People should not, and here's should, people aren't supposed to should you in your life. Well, he should be calling you more. 
Well, he should be contacting you more. Well, he should be doing this. No, not necessarily. You know, we attract what our energy field is attracting. And maybe he shouldn't be calling you or she shouldn't be calling you or they shouldn't be calling you, whoever. Your mother. What if your mother, your mother should call you more often? Maybe not. <laughs> maybe you don't want her to. <laughs> the, the, whatever it is, there's a lot of shoulds that happen. And I think that we have to put those aside, it's, you know, and you're going to notice them more during Venus Saturn. So go read my Instagram from Friday. Um, it has my plumeria flowers. I took pictures of my plumeria, which is now blooming. And I wrote a whole big thing about Venus in the face of Saturn and that we have to trust our own hearts. And, you know, Saturn isn't necessarily the most trusting planet. It is the one that gets insecure. And it is the one that might start to get antsy and saying, well, maybe I should be doing something or, you know, there's a lot of shoulds with Saturn. But this is where we really, 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 each of us needs to trust our own heart, have faith in our own heart and listen to our own heart. So there's that listening again. So in the time of listening, listen to your heart and listen to what feels right in your love life and in your friendships and all. And, um, and don't let anyone tell you what to do and don't let Saturn get up in your face and feel insecure because, you know, because that's what Saturn does. Listen to your heart because you know your heart better than anybody else. So please listen to your own heart. That's the most important thing. And we're back to listening and that's where we started. And thank you for listening to this podcast this week. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. In the meantime, if you'd like a session with me, I do fifth dimension Lemurian Reiki. I do astrology. I do emotional clearing. And you can do any of that with my website and thegoldenastrologer.com. It's thegoldenastrologer.com book online. You can see me on Instagram at thegoldenastrologer. You can see me on Twitter at Deb Astrology. And um, here every, every week. And I thank you all for listening. And I wish you a beautiful week of listening. Take care. And see you next time. Thank you. Gratitude to all.